All right. Today we have Sarah Centrella. She has been a favorite of mine since I had her book referred to me a few years ago, Hustle, Believe, Receive. Centrella is the author of this number one best-selling self-help book. It's an eight-step plan to help change in your life and help you to live your dreams. Centrella is known as a premier vision board expert and original manifesting gangsta. Her new book of the same title will be released in early 2019. Can't wait to hear. As a master life coach, she has worked with professional athletes in the NBA and the NFL, WAGs, and thousands of people from around the world, helping them manifest their dreams. And locally, there's a vision board for those ladies down in Miami, December 9th, 2018. I want to I just kind of put that out there because this is huge. She regularly delivers keynote speecher, speeches and leads workshops for clients such as Pin Interest. Nike, BMW, Xerox, Morgan Stanley, MBA Wives Association, and she's a national spokesperson for the American Red Cross. Sarah's been featured by the Wall Street Journal, ABC News, the Steve Harvey Show, the New York Times, OK Magazine, the Oregonian, Yahoo News, Good Morning America, and many others. Central is also a contributor for several major cities, including Elite Daily, Mind Valley, Drive, and Huffington Post. Today, I'd like everybody to welcome Sarah Centrella. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Thank you, Jennifer, for having me on. It's great to chat with you today and great to meet some of your listeners virtually. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Today, I would love if you would just please start with your story, kind of the story that um, almost was 10 years ago now that created, as you might call it, um, an earthquake moment in your life that allowed you to find some courage and rebuild your life today with, um, at the time, three little children, but I guess they're, they're um, older now. But yes, <laughs> if you could share where you started. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're right. It was, I, I call them earthquake moments. They're <clears throat> moments in our life where we might want something or have a dream, but our current life, there's just no way that dream can happen in our life. And I feel like the universe or God or whatever you want to, um, to label it looks at that and says, okay, I got to shake some stuff up. And that's really what happened um, to me. It was a complete leveling, I would say, of my old life. Um, in a nutshell, I uh, you know, was married to my high school sweetheart. We had been together for 16 years, um, half our life, really. Uh, and we had three kids together. We had, my twins were a year old and um, my son was just a little over five. And I basically found out he was having an affair and that just completely ended my life as I knew it <laughs> just in a second overnight like I had no kind of warning no inclination no um just had a thought that had never crossed my mind right like we were already kind of going through a recession um financially as a country, but also personally, we had just lost our house. We had just filed for bankruptcy. So we were, there was a lot going on in our lives and it just was the ultimate, you know, it was just a complete leveling of everything that I thought I knew about myself, that I thought I knew about my future. Um, and so for me, it was just in, especially in the very beginning, it was just literally like, how do I survive? I was a stay-at-home mom, so I didn't have any income coming in, um, but I had these three kids, and you know, they, they were still using formula and diapers and just basic stuff like that, and um, 
so it was traumatic in the most devastating sense across the board. You know, it wasn't just like one thing, like your romantic relationship was falling apart. It was, you know, survival on its most basic level. Um, and I think like when I realized just even in the first 24, 48 hours that I was going to have to start from scratch, really, um, sell everything I owned and just to rebuild my life. Um, the only thing that like kept me from completely just disintegrating was this tiny, tiny, tiny little idea of hope, which was maybe since I have to recreate my life, maybe I could do something totally different you know and for whatever reason just that little thought and I think we all have the ability to listen to that small voice inside of us right and I just thank God that I heard it and I clung to it and it was like my lifeline and um and I let it breathe I let that thought marinate um and as much as I could over the next you know couple weeks and months really allowed that thought to grow which um, a lot more over time tell me about you speak about survival because initially our minds when we're in fear and we go through this fear lack doubt worry and we hang out in this survival mode but how do we get from survival to the hustle to create your new life who now is an author of an amazing book hustle believe receive and also a coach and a speaker and now you're leading other people on such a high massive level with vision boards and future boards how do you survival to hustle to abundance and creation now yeah that's such a good question because um you know especially in the work that i've done since coaching people um it i've really realized what a hard transition that is right and i um i grew up very poor and so i grew up with a hustle mentality i just i, I do think some people are born positive and some people are born hustlers and i was certainly born a hustler and so you know, I was the type that had three jobs in college and four jobs after college at a time. And, you know, like I was always trying to like figure it out and find a way. But that mentality also has a side of it that can be really, really limiting. Because if you feel like you always have to work that hard to survive, then you're always working that hard and you're only surviving, right? And um, it took me a little while to kind of realize that. But I think in the beginning, how I just went from survival to hustle, if you will, um, was I realized I didn't have a choice. And, you know, I thank God in a lot of ways that I had three very small children relying on me because it didn't give me five seconds to sit there and throw a pity party about me or what I was going through. Um, and that to me is such a huge blessing. And, it, and looking back, it was um, a big differentiator between how kind of quickly I was able to figure it out, right? Versus I've really worked with a lot of women since and seen how that can't always be the, <laughs> the norm, you know? So I really try to help women now like have that um, power within themselves to get on their feet and do their own thing. And, and for me, it was just survival. It was like, okay, I need to sell everything we know and I need enough money to move. I need, you know, like I need to sell my ring so I can pay rent, like boom, boom, boom. Like it just, I didn't allow myself that time to just wallow in why me, poor me, 
wah, wah, wah. You know, I was like, I got to feed these kids. How do I do that? I'm going to go on every interview. You know, I'll start delivering papers if, <laughs> if I have to. Like, you know, so um, so then when I did finally get a job, it, it didn't pay much, but I saw it as an opportunity. And that's really where that hustle kicked in, where I thought, if I'm just given a chance, if I'm just given a freaking paycheck, I'm going to turn it into something and I'm going to figure out how to turn it into something. And I think the key was, is that I started allowing myself to dream. And that dream is what has powered my hustle to this day. Obviously it's morphed over time, but uh, that's the key. I really think that that's the key. And that's the key of getting you to transition out of a survival and hustle mindset into a more um, abundant and thriving mindset is by focusing on, on your dream, on where you're going. Oh, I love that. I love that. With today, how your life is looking so different than 10 years ago, when fear comes up for you today while you're creating or manifesting a new dream or a new life, how do you handle fear when it comes up today? What did you Yeah. Yeah, that's such a great question because it always will. And that is one thing that I have learned. <laughs> I've, I've learned that there is definitely a recipe to all of this. Um, and that's really what the book gives. The book gives the eight steps that I did to change my life. And then it also interviews 51 other people who are successful um, and who've changed their life and lived their dreams. And it's the eight common things that, that we did together. So for me, kind of knowing that there's something tangible that I can apply to whatever the problem is or whatever I'm trying to manifest or, and, and that it's going to work and it's worked every time for me is just the biggest relief in the world. It's like, I don't have to solve every problem fresh, you know, I can apply the method to it and, and get it to work. And so one of the things that I've definitely tracked over time is that fear comes into every de decision always. It's not something that just goes away the more successful you get or the closer you get to your dream. It is still there. And I think, um, you know, in the book, I say fear is the enemy of success, which I do believe, but I also believe it has a role that can be positive as well, right? So when it comes up, I think that's a great time for us to flush out our idea a little bit more, right? So fear can kind of play the devil's advocate for us. <laughs> and I think it's fine if we have that conversation with it one time, right? One time. And we say, okay, I see your point. I see all the ways I could fail. I see all the ways this could ruin my life, like whatever. And if at the end of that, we can say, I still want to do this. I still want to do this. I see what the risks are. I see that I could be crazy, <laughs> whatever. I hear what you're saying, but I'm still going to make this decision. That's when from then on out, you have to just shut it down. You cannot, and that's the key. I think a lot of people continue to have that conversation with fear, continue to play that back and forth game in their head, and you can't do that, or you're going to completely sabotage yourself, you're going to cripple yourself, and you're not going to make any forward movement. So it's fine to look at the worst case scenario right up front. Just go there. Worst case scenario. If I do this, will it literally kill me? Okay, it won't. Will I be homeless? No. Will I, you know, like, am I still going to be able to eat? Yes. Okay, cool. Those are all the worst case scenarios that no one wants to think about. If all of those check and I can move forward, then I'm going to move forward. And then from then on, I use the skills that I teach for changing your thoughts to, to move me past fear. To take action regardless of fear. And that's a really big point. I think so many people are frozen in their life because they don't know how to move through fear or move past fear. And it really is just a mind game. And it's, it's about you getting control of what is going on in your head.
And once you do that and you know how to do that, you can face literally anything, <laughs> anything. I love that. What do you say to, especially women, women a lot of times will remain stuck because they're in this perfection. Well, it's not perfect. It doesn't look perfect yet. It doesn't look like this. So maybe I can't step into writing my book yet or writing my blog yet or starting that website because I don't have this or that or the other and looking at all the things they don't have as opposed to the gifts they do have. What do you say to those women about that and then moving forward on writing their book or creating their dreams? Number one, as we all know, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as knowing it all. There's no such thing as being the expert before you're the expert. There's just not. And so I think that is another really crippling mindset that does stop a lot of people from pursuing their dream because they think, well, who am I? You know, like I'm not, and, and I, I will be honest, I suffered from all of that when I was starting out. You know, I definitely did. I, would, I became a coach very reluctantly because I thought, who am I to coach? You know, like I'm just trying to figure this out myself. And um, so it was over time that that calling per really pursued me, <laughs> I would say. But I would also say that I, I still put out what I believed in way before I thought I had any right to do so, if you will. You know what I mean? So I always tell everybody that I work with who has any type of dream of, you know, putting a book out or writing a blog or creating content or anything, just do it. Just do it. You are going to be the biggest critic of it on the planet. That's always going to be the case. No one is ever going to be as critical about it as you are. Number one. Number two, no one cares. <laughs> like that's the devastating part, right? So like you put, you, you know, you put your blog live and you're like, Oh my God, a million people are going to look at this. And it's no one cares. No one's going to care for a really long time. Um, and if you start out just knowing that, then for me, that was a lot of freedom. It, it gave me like, okay, I can stumble. I can fall. I can have a million spelling errors in my blogs, like whatever, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to dive in because there is no way to learn. There just is no way to learn unless you're doing it. And there's no way to learn unless you're, quote, failing, which I believe there is no such thing. It's all just part of getting you better and better and better. So literally, you're not going to get any closer to it if you wait another week or another day. <laughs> like, just get in, get your feet wet, figure it out, and don't wait another day. Tell me about the person you've become. They say that, you know, it's more the journey than if I were to take you and put you on the top of Mount Everest, but it's the person you become as you slip and fall, the person as you become as you realize, you know, well, I got slapped in the face with that or I hit the sidewalk with that and then this was a win, but this one maybe wasn't. But that journey that you've had for 10 years on becoming the person you are today, what are some of the, probably the lessons that you've mm -hmm. as you've become who you are today? Oh, the journey is everything. It's, it's absolutely everything. It, it is living your dream. Like, it doesn't matter if it's day one or 10 years in and you're finally seeing the success that you saw in your head 10 years ago. Literally, every single day that you're doing something related to the life you want to build or the dream that you have, that is the living. <laughs> like, whether it is the high or the low of it, that is the thing. So if you're expecting it to just one day wake up and be in this dream fantasy land, 
and having blacked out the last 10 years, it doesn't work that way. And so, you know, like my son, he plays football and they're doing daily doubles right now. <laughs> and he's like his dream in the whole world. Like he must play in the NFL. He's so focused. He's, you know, really on it. That's his dream. So when he comes home and he's like, God, I don't want to go back to practice. I just look at him. I'm like, are you kidding? Like practice is your dream. That is your living your dream. You're actually on the field. You have your helmet on. It doesn't get any more living your dream than that. But see, most people don't look at it like that, right? They think, oh, my living my dream is getting the touchdown on the Friday night game. No, 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 no. That's just one of the highs of the dream. The dream is the work you put in every single day. Because if you're doing what you love, that is really what it's all about, right? And the fact that I get to coach people every day or, you know, talk to people like you uh, every day. That is my dream. Like this, this is what I set it up for. So, um, I think so many people forget that or they don't think that that's the case. And so they're always living for that plateau or that big shiny moment. And the thing is, is if you're constantly living just for that, when that moment comes, there's going to be part of it that's a letdown. And after it, it's a huge letdown because you you know, have only been focused on this one thing. And so if you're not paying attention to the journey as you're going and loving the little things and loving the tiny little wins you get, like every time you get an interview that you love, you're like, oh my God, I'm winning, right? So if you're not having that mindset, then it doesn't matter how successful you are, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be happy. It's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. So I have this philosophy where I'm focused 50-50 and focus 50% on the joy of today and the gratitude for how far I've come and just being so grateful that I get to do what I love to do finally, you know, full time or whatever. And the other 50% is focused on the future and what I'm building. So there's always that cocktail of both, right? I'm never left out to dry on one side and I'm never taking today for granted. Love it. Doing both. So the journey, is, the journey is critical. It is literally everything I tell people, like where you're at right now is literally what is preparing you for what's to come. So if you're sitting here bitching and complaining and like not making the most of what you're given right now, then you're going to have the exact same mindset when you're given what you want. So just remember that. Remember that whatever you're doing today, whether you're double hustling, working a corp, you know, a quote, real job while you're doing your passion on the side, which I did for many, many years. They both are preparing you for what's to come. Yeah. Never wasted time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Tell us about, I'm excited to learn more about your vision board and future board workshops and um, essentially um, how you created this, um, the vision board to manifest your dreams. Like what can someone expect in going to those workshops? Because you have one coming up in Miami in December. Yeah, so I'm super, super excited about this because for many years I've had people from all over the country and all over the world say, can you come and teach us how to do it? And it's just, it's been something that I've had a really hard time figuring out how to do that where it would make sense, you know, um, obviously from a cost standpoint and from all of that. And so this is the first time I've ever been able to um, set up. I have 15 cities coming up, so I'm pretty much crisscrossing the whole country. Um, so there's got to be one within probably a couple hundred miles of where any of your listeners are. Um, 
And so I'm, I'm really excited. And one of the reasons why is because I believe really strongly in creating true connection and creating an environment of mentorship, of learning, of support, of literally love, <laughs> because I think all of us need that, you know, and especially as women, I think the older we get, the, the smaller our circles get and the more focus we get on our dreams, even the smaller the circle gets, because not everyone is in that you know, mental framework. So, um, that is a big reason why I'm coming to cities so that the people in the cities can meet and hopefully create relationships that can last and build a, their own little tribe. Um, so that's, that's part of it. And then the other thing is my vision boards work. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be cocky, but they work. Like I've manifested five in the last seven or eight years. And I'm not talking little things. I'm talking flying on private jets, taking my kids to Italy for three weeks. We just got back from Ireland, London, and Scotland. I'm going to Paris in you know, a couple of months. So like, you know, field passes to NFL games, courtside, you know, just the stuff that will blow, still blows my mind. You know what I mean? Especially going from, from food stamps to living a life that I invented in my mind and then, you know, put into practice the steps to make it happen. And um, a vision board is definitely part of that. It's the, the physical reminder of what my future life is going to look like. And I, without sounding cocky or maybe it is cocky, I guess I don't care. <laughs> I consider my superpower to be the ability to pr predict my future. And that is what my, my board is. My board is a window into what my future life is going to be. And it's worked for me five times over and it'll continue to work. And that's what I want to teach everybody how to do that. So without giving away um, like everything with the workshop, but what is so for those of us that have done vision boards for maybe the last 10, 20 years, but maybe don't always manifest what's on our vision boards, what is it that, you know, some people say, well, it's just getting some magazines and doing some colors and doing some stuff, but what do you think is so special about what you've learned with regards to vision boards? There's, there's about five five different things that I think that I do that nobody else really does, which makes them work so well. Um, probably the number one thing is I create the board um, as a representation of my future life. And that means that I have to put a lot of work in beforehand before I ever get to a picture to define what I want my future life to be, right? So define who I want to be as a woman in, in five years what my family is going to be doing for fun and leisure and amazingness, you know, when I've reached quote my, my perfect life. So defining all of that, um, even defining what I want to look like and how I want my physical and mental well-being to play out and what type of friends I want in my life and what type of mentors I want in my life. So it takes um, a lot of work. There's, there's eight steps in the book and vision boards is step five. So there's four full steps that lay the foundation for making a board that's actually going to work. Um, and, you know, the first is dreaming and finding what you truly want and identifying it in all areas of your life. Um, and then of course, how to change your thinking, right? How to, um, really move forward with a new story <laughs> versus the one that, that we're always trying to, um, that, that holds us back, right? A lot of doubt, fear, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
learning how to control the words that come out of our mouth, learning how to write down the life that we want. So there's definitely a framework that goes um, underneath it. And then the other big key is that I focus on experiences and not things. And that's huge. That's everything. So I want people to build a life that is literally their dream come true on a daily basis so that when they wake up they're like i cannot believe i'm living this life like this is insane i don't want them to just be like oh i got the bugatti <laughs> you know like cool you have a bugatti but you don't have a success you know successful career you have no relationships like everything else in your life is tanked what good is bugatti you know so i think a lot of people just go through and grab pictures of material things out of a magazine and then they wonder why it doesn't work. And for me, it's absolutely the opposite of that. It's defining the life that we want based on what makes us truly happy, based on moments that will blow our minds and ones that we never thought we could experience. Um, and then finding images that match that. that. That's a huge, huge key. What do you say to entrepreneurs out there who may be blocking their manifesting power but really have no idea that they're even doing this? How do they recognize that maybe there's a block from creating their dream? I think there's, most people have some sort of blocks. Um, and that can be pretty frustrating because, and, and I, I know for me, I knew I had um, blocks. I knew I was manifesting, you know, so many wonderful experiences and this whole new life, but there was still you know, a couple pieces in my life that weren't manifesting. And I knew it was because I had some blocks to them. I knew that I was blocking them. Um, so kind of finding out what that is can be a little bit tricky. But one of the ways that I um, help my clients find that out is it usually comes to the surface right away when we do the, the exercise and dream it. Because you'll know right away if you're having a hard time pushing yourself to dream big and to dream of these like insane experiences and i'm talking about like why couldn't you do a champagne tasting in champagne france while in a hot air balloon you know going over the vineyards like i i want people to just think so far outside the box right and when you do that instantly like something comes up right and it might be like, no, I don't need that. I don't really want that. I'm fine with how I am. And then you know your block is like a worthiness thing, right? right? And your cover is, I'm fine. I don't really need that. <laughs> um, or you're like, I don't know how I could ever afford that. Da, da, da. And then you know it's a lack mindset that's your block. So um, I love doing that exercise because those will be the surface answers I'll get back. And I'll be like, boom, here, you know, that's bullshit, number one. So let's dig deep and let's find out what that is. Um, because just in that one exercise alone, the most common blocks are our worthiness, obviously, um, a lack mindset. So if you've ever grown up struggling or poor or anything, that's a very common one. Um, so those usually come to the surface right away. And once you have identified them, then it's like, cool, now we know we can change them. And then we put tools in place to, to change them. I love it. You in your um, the Audible book that I listened to, it was hashtag change your crew. What do you say to entrepreneurs about the crew and who we surround ourselves by and how important is that for our success? Oh my God, it's everything. <laughs> it is everything. So literally when I coach people, I tell them right off the bat, there's a big chance that some people in your life are not going to be in your life when we're done with this. That's just... 
the way it is. So, and most of the time they know that coming in, right? They know there's some people in their life that they've been hanging on to that shouldn't be in there that are negative, that are holding them back, that are, you know, the people that maybe they didn't have the strength to get rid of before. And this process will flush them out like that <laughs> because, you know, real is going to recognize real and the opposite is true too, right? So if somebody sees you making real changes in your life and advancing and they are not, they're going to feel very uncomfortable being around you and they're going to exit on their own. You almost don't even have to do anything. They're going to be <laughs> stage left, you know? <laughs> so I always tell people be prepared, but the beautiful part about it is, is the universe will always replace them with somebody who is good for you and somebody who's going to be an amazing mentor and somebody's going to help take you to the next level and help show you, you know, the areas in your life that, you need an example for. Um, and so that has been true over and over and over again in my life. And everyone that I interviewed in the book um, all talked to that, right? They all said, you absolutely have to surround yourself with people who are smarter, more successful, more driven. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to do that, and that's perfectly fine. But I think we all have those type of people in our life. We probably just don't interact with them because we don't think we're on their level or we don't want to bother them or whatever. But you know, if you know somebody who owns a business and they're successful, reach out and have lunch with them, have coffee with them, like start a relationship, be there for them, like provide value in some way in their life. And then you'll really be able to reap the, the rewards and the benefits of observing what they're doing and putting it into your own life and that's that's really what I've done over the last 10 years love that talk about um again another hashtag I have for you money in a thing money is not everything but when we don't have it it does feel like everything mm -hmm. um, what do you you know when you have to coach someone possibly on money or money mindset what are your thoughts on this yeah and this one to me was just so huge on so many levels. I mean, for one thing, I started manifesting a life that was so ridiculous that money couldn't even buy. So I was manifesting experiences that if I was a multimillionaire, I couldn't have bought that experience. And an example is, um, you know, I took my son to a Baltimore Ravens game and we were Baltimore Ravens fans. And um, his dream was to meet Michael Orr. And I wound up manifesting sideline passes and Michael Orr walking up to my son and introducing himself to my son. <laughs> it's just like, you couldn't just set that up if you had tried to set that up with money. So that's, and that happened early on. And so that taught me right away, if I'm focusing on the experiences and the life I want to build, that life can come to me long before I quote unquote would financially be in a place to live it, if you will. And that was mind blowing. And I thought, oh my God, if people knew this, if people knew, you know, and most of the, time when I first started manifesting those two boards, I was still living paycheck to paycheck. I was, you know, my salary was barely covering daycare and, and rent, but I was living this insane Instagram jealous type life. You know, it was, I was, my mind was blown. It was like, how is this happening? Um, and so that was when I was just like, I want the world to know this. Cause I want people to know, like, you don't have to be rich to live this type of life. This type of life can literally come to you. These experiences were coming to me. They weren't costing a thing. 
like that whole experience, the tickets I manifested, like literally everything. I think the whole trip I wound up spending under $200. So that's when I was like, if the world knew about this, like this is amazing. This is insane. Um, so that is part of it. The fact that like, you don't, have to have money come into these equations. You really don't. And I know that it's very hard for a lot of people to think that way. And that's why I make them dream huge in step one and just kind of blow their whole universe up with these really outrageous, crazy dreams, because then that gives us a starting point. Right. Um, and it starts allowing you to think, well, you know, what if it happened? That'd be pretty cool. Right. Um, and so that has kind of been my, motto I guess from the very beginning and I have now an entire wall that's <laughs> a future board or a vision board um and I just look at it and instead of thinking like how a lot of people do like well what if this doesn't happen will I be let down or whatever I look at it and I say if there's a one percent chance that I could live anything on this wall man I'm killing it right I'm killing it one percent chance I'm down for that because the alternative is a zero percent chance so why wouldn't I be all in? And I think if people can just allow that kind of mindset to percolate, it's going to release so many of the blocks that keep them from having the life they want. You know, like, what if? Let's go for it. Right. Tell me about, you've mentioned your children a couple of times. How do you, um, I, if it's teach or coach or work with your children at a young age to teach them about manifesting power and vision boards and what they can create as young adults. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is our religion. <laughs> so this is what they've been schooled on since day one. Um, and I wish, you know, gosh, I wish I had had all these tools when I was a kid, cause I can't wait to see what they're going to grow up to be. Um, but it's, it's so great because with kids, there's examples almost every single day that you can show them, right? So for instance, with my son in football, it's so easy for, for me to show him how this works in his life with his dream. So for instance, if he comes home and he says, practice was so hard today, I don't wanna go back to practice, I can instantly say, okay, if you think it's gonna be hard, practice is gonna be really hard and you're not gonna get through it. So knock that off right now. And that, that's think it, right? So whatever you tell yourself is the outcome you're gonna get. So if I can show him in real life in his own example, and I can tell him, don't say that out loud again. You're not allowed to say that out loud in this house again, period, end of story. So therefore, instead you say, I can't wait to go to practice. We're gonna have the best practice ever. And then I give him a quick motto and I say, I want you to go through the whole practice and say, I'm a beast, I'm the best, I'm the beast, I'm the best, you know? And he's, he's a kid that has to build his self-confidence. It isn't a natural thing for him. Um, and when I pick him up after he's done that, he's on fire. He's like, oh my God, that was the best practice ever, you know? And so I'm constantly weaving it into their life, constantly, constantly, constantly. And, and one of the easiest ways is to catch your kids with what they're saying, right? Because I fully believe that what you say becomes your reality. And so we are not allowed to say things in our house that we don't want to have happen in real life, period period so there is no you know how little kids run around oh i'm gonna kill you da, da, da. nope <laughs> there was none of that it was like we don't say nothing like that in our house so um so there's so many ways that you can teach them these principles um where it makes perfect sense to them i mean literally a five-year-old can make these um and then as far as manifesting they all have boards we all sit down and say you know what do you want what would you love to do you know 
let's ride horses, let's put horses on there, whatever. So I'm constantly showing them. And then through examples in my own life, when I'm working on something, I tell them, like, mommy's trying to get a book sold. This is what I have to do. This is why I'm working. This is the process. And when I get rejections, I tell them, you know, well, we got five rejections today. <laughs> and then they'll be like, okay, mom, but you still have six more. Let's go. You know, so I think that's a big part of it too. Like use your own life ex examples and bring them in on it so that when you win, you can say, see, see when mommy was down, see what mommy did when she was down. <laughs> and this is what I got in the end. So yeah, teach me young. Love it. Well, tell me, I think you have a new book coming out in 2019. Is yes. Tell yes. us, um, if you can, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this one is Manifesting Gangsta, and it's just um, really focused on the vision board aspect of it, because that is um, obviously what everybody is really excited <laughs> to learn and, and talk about. So it's going to have lots of vision board examples, both from my life and from my uh, clients' lives. Um, over the last several years of, um, you know, how the manifesting works, how to put the board together. Um, like I said, chapter five in Hustle, Believe, Receive addresses this as well, but this will be the whole book kind of dedicated to that. So for all of you vision board lovers out there who want to manifest your dreams, that one is coming out next year. Love it. I'm super excited. Well, tell us if there was three things that you could leave for our entrepreneurs about their journey, um, three things that... Um, you could just share with them that you wish maybe you had known when you got started, what would that be? Hmm. I would say the first one would be to set your intentions really clearly, you know, in the very beginning so that you have your own checklist of why you're doing something and what you want to accomplish and how you want to do it. So, um, for anyone who's just thinking of starting out or just starting out, whether it's starting a blog or starting social media or starting a book or whatever, like sit down and really write out why you want to do it, what your promise is to yourself that you will keep. And I have to tell you that has been everything to me because I did that when I started my blog back in 2009 and I've always been able to check myself against it. Right. So one of my promises is that I would be real good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> and I have to tell you, the more successful you get, the harder it is to be real about the ugly, right? And about the bad. And so whenever I've wanted to maybe sugarcoat it or not go quite as raw, I'll go back to what did I set out to do? What did I promise myself on day one I would do? And so then it always gives me permission, you know, to be as real and raw as, as I possibly can and lets me be okay with that. Right. And, um, so I think having that and I have the same thing in my business too, you know, there's, there's very clear goals that I set out that I wanted to, to be like, and who I want to be as, as a business owner in this space and whatever. And so when, and there's tons of things and voices that want to come in and tell you how to do it in a different way and all this stuff. And I'm always checking it against that list. So I think that's huge. I think the other thing is to set um, really big dreams, but realistic expectations. And I think that is huge because a lot of people set huge dreams and huge expectations. And then anything short of meeting those giant expectations is quote failure. And that's just a mindset that's setting you up for a fucking hard road 
to be honest. Like, why make it that hard on yourself? So I, I set very clear goals, very clear and big dreams, but my expectations on, you know, a daily basis or even project basis or whatever are very realistic. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm pitching this book, uh, Manifesting Gangster, to, to publishers, I'm expecting I'll probably get 30 rejections. All I need is one approval, right? <laughs> All I need is one buy. So I'm not sending it out thinking, oh, I'm going to get 10 offers. Because then if I get one offer, what is that? That's failure, right? Then I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't meet my goals. So I think that's huge. Anything that you're starting, like, know what the realistic is. Know what you can do, too. And, you know, set your goals for what you can do. But also don't go out there and just expect on day one that, you know, you're going to have 100,000 hits to your site and all this stuff. Like, know what the real numbers are so that you are not discouraged because let's be honest, if you set those expectations that high and you don't meet them right away, what have you just done? You've given yourself a permission to get out, right? You're like, Oh, I'm not going to be successful. I'm done. This didn't work. Set it up so that nothing that happens is going to discourage you from moving forward. That would be my, that would be the biggest thing. I love that. I love that. Well, can you please tell our listeners one where they can find you if they want to learn more about you, if they want to get your book, if they want to sign up for your vision board workshops, um, where can they find information? Yeah. So everything more info than you'd ever want to know about me, <laughs> you can find uh, at Sarah with a H S A R A H uh, Centrella C E N T R E L L A.com. Um, there's an events page with all the workshops. There's a book page with all the info about the book and links to where you can buy it. You can get a signed copy from my website um, and my coaching and online course and all that. Everything's there. I am extending an immense thank you out to you. I will see you in Miami and I'm going to bring some girlfriends with me. So I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was awesome. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye.